Good day, Paul Andrigo here, realestatepodcastshow.com. Today I'm going to be going over some of the frequently asked questions that I've been getting from my sellers, um, probably, you know, almost going on a year now since uh, the lockdown, uh, the pandemic became official and it was, uh, uh, you know, causing some concerns for people and it's brought up a lot of really important questions. So what I'm dealing today with is the five biggest fears uh, that my clients have um, asked about. And I want to share those with you to make sure that you understand uh, what they are and how um, how they can be managed. So these are the five biggest fears of selling during a pandemic. So the first one that a lot of people ask, and I hope you feel the same, is how do I keep buyers safe? So safety is a big, big factor. So that has changed how everything goes um, on a major, major level. So there's a whole new order of how things are done. Um, A year or two ago, it wouldn't have been like this, but now uh, it's a completely different program. So my um, seller success kit has changed drastically. So I am now exclusive exclusively recommending virtual staging for my clients. And what that means is it's a combination of um, making sure that your property is as clutter free and as disinfected as possible, not just for buyers, but for yourself and be helping the property look its best and making sure that people understand, you know, using full disclosures, uh, that there is, uh, again, because of the lockdown, this is the safer approach to, you know, seeing what the property will look like. Bottom line is the first showing of any property for many years actually has always been online. So the first vision, the first view someone's going to get of your property is online. So, um, how that vision comes through is very likely what they're going to remember. So if they're going to they're going to see that the property is empty but could look like this with these pieces of furniture that this paint color etc. Uh, it creates a very um, good conversation and helps them figure out again what's best and also gives them the um, the added bit of security that again the property is being kept uh, as clean and as disinfected at all times as possible by not just the people going through but uh, the homeowners and possibly cleaners that are uh, visiting the property whatever uh, you guys have in place we've got a couple different uh, setups for people that are comfortable um, with them sometimes it's a matter of uh, having some just some organized uh, chaos, I guess you'd call it. Number two is the financing concern. So one of the big questions my clients have had my sellers uh, is what happens if the buyer loses financing before closing. Now this has always been one of the 100 plus items of turbulence that can go wrong. Um, However, in the last few months, it's been more of a concern because, of course, if someone buys a property uh, and something changes drastically with their financing, it's possible that their financing won't go through as planned. And that could definitely affect the process going forward. So there are a couple of ways to know, you know, how 
how to make this more of a secure process. And there's a couple of ways that I've uh, developed over the last few months, and I'll definitely make sure that I share those with you, uh, again, as part of the one-on-one -on -one process. It's not something I can go into too much detail here. It definitely is a one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, discussion as to how to minimize that turbulence and how to minimize the, uh, the chances of that happening. So there are some proven ways um, that I've um, uh, discovered uh, some new ways, some some that are, uh, you know, tested and some that are rather new in the last few months. But bottom line is, um, I've had the opportunity to uh, make sure that everything that I've sold and, and handled has also closed uh, since that time of the, uh, of the pandemic starting. So I am uh, confident that uh, whether I'm on the buying or the selling side, uh, I know exactly what uh, needs to be done on both sides to make sure that it uh, goes through carefully and cautiously. Number three, the buying or selling first discussion. Now, this has always been a big factor for people to decide, obviously, on uh, you know how they're going to do this. <sighs> Individually speaking, I think, obviously, the buying first is the popular choice. But selling first for a lot of people, depending on your risk level, might be the way to go right now. And the reason I say that is because once you've sold and closed, that's the only time you've actually sold the property and you know how much money you've got, you know, to, to make that purchase. So there's sort of um, uh, a system that I've got in place that uh, I've been using for a while. And it's been very, very popular with my clients to uh uh, help them and make sure that they're in a position where uh, they reduce the, you know, the, the, uh, the items of turbulence, the things that can go wrong by doing it in the order that's best for their risk level. So for most people, I'm going to say uh, that if you need to sell before buying, then you're probably going to sell first. Uh, and I'm going to recommend that you sell and close. But if you're in this, in the position where you can afford uh, to carry the property for a couple of weeks, months or longer, um, then of course, it's a different story and you might have a bit more options there. But still, um, it's good to sort of know that if you're in a position where you can sell the property and make X amount, uh, you really want to know what that amount is. And that doesn't matter whether you're in a condo or in a large home because um, the results vary. And sometimes, depending on the property, it can go quickly. In some cases, it could take a while. So make sure that you talk to me about that. Of course, it's property specific as well. Number four is, are you doing the right marketing in this particular time frame? Because again, uh, even within a period of two years, so much has changed. It's nowhere near the same market. And there's a list of things. It's over 20, 20 items long of things that you just cannot be doing, uh, which again is something I make sure my clients all see. So once you've signed up at sold.realestatepodcastshow.com, uh, I'll make sure that I share that with you. Of course, this is not something that uh, is, uh, none of these uh, uh, programs that I have are, are at all for anyone that's working with an agent. This is for someone who's uh, either thinking of selling now or possibly, you know, just thinking, uh, just curious. And that's that's really the most popular uh, two words that I see on my uh, property um, evaluation forms is just curious, just want to know what's going on. And that's absolutely uh, the right thing to do. And as early as you can do it, 
the better because again we can create a relationship over time uh, that you cannot fake and you cannot um, uh, you can't get that overnight so if you're hiring a realtor on a monday and you want and you know you're going to be dealing with them and, and, and you're going to be talking about your biggest assets um, this is someone that i think you should want to get to know for a couple of weeks <laughs> uh, months years and, and i do recommend the longer uh, you start and the more we stay in touch because everything for me is automated as far as the um, staying in touch process so i make sure that you get updates on your property values on a regular basis so you're not sort of uh, waiting to hear from somebody and and you're, and you're not aware of like any major changes so i make sure that you get all that information uh, exactly when you need it so that you're not uh, again having to go look anywhere i want to make sure that it's a one-stop shop Lastly, the uh, number five is the importance, the sheer importance of having a podcast for your property. This is something you might not hear from many others. And obviously it's not something that a lot of people can offer. So my theory is that every property must have a podcast right now to stand out. And the reason why you must have it is because of the fact that so many people are not uh, um, not uh, motivated or not, um, uh, they don't feel necessarily safe going to see a property. So they need to hear the story of that property uh, way more than they just need a standard 400 character uh, description that you're going to get on the MLS. And that's usually it. And there's not usually a lot much more than that beside a virtual tour. So the podcast that I do for each property is to tell the story of every property um, to whatever detail there is. Obviously, for a hundred year old house, it's going to be different than a, a 30 year old converted loft downtown. So um, I want to make sure that you guys understand the importance of that and that you're in a position to join me um, as part of the storytellers, because without you guys, there's no stories. And that's even if you go back in any of my podcasts that um, my This House has a podcast series, um, those podcasts are really a, a collaboration between, you know, the owners of the property and me uh, to make sure that that story gets told in the best possible way. So those are the five biggest fears that I've um, handled. And I want to make sure that you understand there's more to it. There's obviously a lot more things that you should and should not be doing. Uh, and I'm going to make sure you get all of that stuff. So, um, but I'm probably, you know, I, I won't be able to you know, keep you that interested if I do it as a podcast. Uh, I've only got about usually 10 minutes before uh, a lot of you will uh uh, change this change the station so to speak and uh, go listen to something else so this one was about 10 minutes but there's usually more uh, there's a lot more that goes into each specific property so thanks for listening and make sure you sign up at sold.realestatepodcastshow.com have a great day and stay safe